welcome to Pilates Teacher's Manual, your guide to becoming a great Pilates teacher. I'm Olivia, and I'll be your host. Join the conversation and the Pilates community on Instagram at Pilates Teacher's Manual, and visit buymeacoffee.com slash Olivia Podcasts to support the show. Today's chapter starts now. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Super excited to be sharing with you today places to look for Pilates inspiration. So there's lots of ways to get inspiration for both your virtual classes, if you're teaching virtually, for your in-person classes, if studios are open and you're able to teach in person, and also just inspiration for yourself as a person who teaches Pilates, but also someone who likely does Pilates. There's lots of ways out there to stay motivated and stay inspired in your Pilates adventuring. One of the first places that I go to inspiration is other teachers at the studios that I already work. Depending on where you work, I do think that it's a kind of a universal perk that if you work at the studio, you can then take classes for free. Maybe you can't pre-register for the classes and take like a paying student spot, but if there's a spot and then you come, you can take it. That's fabulous. That's actually how I, you know, originally became a Pilates teacher is I was able to take the classes for free. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I like Pilates. So I would like to teach this also. (laughs) If you can get in and take classes with maybe the teacher who's in there before you or if you can come in on your off day and just move for yourself, I think that's so important. Learning from the other teachers that you teach with is a really close to home way to incorporate new exercises into your repertoire because these are people that you can also talk to and you can chat with about why they chose to do exercises or where they were inspired. So I think that's a good place to start really close to home because we have the internet. Instagram and Facebook are great places to turn to inspiration. Instagram, because we can search things through hashtags. If you have teachers that you love taking classes from, you can follow them on Instagram, see what they are following as well so that their network can also become your network. That's a really great way to expand the things that you get to see and engage with. There's a lot of Pilates groups on Facebook. I'm in a couple of them, actually, but not so many. They are a way to connect with your community. And maybe if you, you know, maybe you have your own page on Facebook for your Pilates work, or maybe you have a group that is about Pilates or your Pilates work, that's a really great way to share ideas. If you have something like a membership site and these are students who are your students who are in the group, just getting their feedback, hearing what they have questions about, what they want to learn more about, what they want to do more of can also really inspire you. If your goal is to meet their needs and they're telling you this is what we need, like that's going to give you a little bit of direction when it comes to maybe programming, maybe planning ahead, maybe using props, things like that. YouTube is a fantastic resource. So many excellent Pilates teachers are on YouTube. Try to follow teachers who you want to learn more from and kind of cast a narrow net, if that makes sense, so that what you're watching is really useful. And you can just be watching the workouts to do the workouts as well. There's like so much out there. But also follow the teachers that you are inspired by and you enjoy the way they teach and enjoy the connections they make. That's a great place to be. Hopping back briefly to Instagram, 
This past week, I participated in Leslie Logan's 100 with me challenge where we did the same 100 hundreds workout every day for six days and then posted our practice journal and what connections we were making with the exercises, what progress we were seeing, what challenges we were facing, and we were able to do that as a community. Leslie Logan is, of course, a fantastic teacher. You can find her at leslie.logan on Instagram or at Profitable Pilates, where she really works with Pilates studios and Pilates teachers. I think she's a really great resource. And the challenge was so fun because you can really get inspiration from these sort of challenges. As like silly as it seems, you really get to connect with people. Like connection on social media is real. I just saw that on uh, Danica's Instagram at Pilates804. You know, you really are able to make connections with your students and then with other teachers if it's something like, you know, this challenge that I just participated in. Pilates Anytime is a really great resource. It is a paid one, so that may or may not deter you from participating in it. But there are so many great classes, so many great workshops. And Pilates Anytime especially is a way for you to learn from a lot of master trainers from a lot of different schools. So if you want to take class with Rael, with Brett Howard, with Maria Earle, with Marimba Gold Watts, with Erica Quest, these are all people who you could probably track down in their various sites as well, but you can take classes with them all in one place. The workshops especially are really great because as a virtual offering, you can do them on your schedule. You can do them at your time and you can take them on the go. And that's really cool. Pilates Anytime is definitely a place where I'll find a teacher that I like, like maybe Meredith Rogers or maybe Benjamin Dagenhart. I'll watch one of their classes, do one of their classes, and then try to incorporate what I learned from that class into my classes during that week. It could also be worth if there is a teacher that you love, whether it's, you know, Jessica Vallant or Leslie Logan or Benjamin Dagenhart has 360 Pilates where they have their own membership site. And if this is a teacher that you really vibe with, whether or not you've met them in person, if you enjoy the way that they teach, it may be worth putting your money where your mouth is and supporting their membership site so that you have access to them a little bit more and then to their materials a lot more. If you're looking at your Pilates teaching as a really serious career investment, putting your money and supporting the people whose work you already feel passionate about can be a really great way to support the Pilates community. The same way you would want students or other teachers that are passionate about your work to invest in your work as well. And it is, it's an investment in your career and in yourself. Like we're not all doing Pilates alone. We really are engaging with the method together. And so when someone has a great idea, we want to share that great idea both with other teachers, if that's your game, or definitely with your students, as is definitely all of our games. Coming up after the break, I'm going to talk about another awesome resource for Pilates programming and Pilates inspiration, and that's Pilates Style Magazine. That's coming up next. Hi there. I hope you're enjoying today's chapter so far. There's great stuff coming up after the break, too. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening and visit buymeacoffee.com slash oliviapodcasts to support the show. 
There you can make a one-time donation or become a member for as little as $5 a month. Membership comes with some awesome perks, including a shout-out in the next episode, a monthly newsletter, a monthly Zoom call with me, and more. You can also visit links.oliviabioni.com slash affiliates to check out some sweet deals on products I use and love. Now back to the show. I first heard about Pilates Style Magazine when I went to the PMA conference in 2018 in Las Vegas. In our goodie bag for attending the conference was a copy of the issue of Pilates Style. I don't think that I knew that there were Pilates magazines. I knew there were a ton of yoga magazines and like a ton of cooking and like lifestyle magazines, but I hadn't really seen a Pilates magazine, nor had I really been in the market for magazines. I really enjoyed that issue, but I don't know. I just didn't subscribe to it. I was really new as a teacher. I was in my first year of teaching and there was a lot going on. So I didn't subscribe to it and it kind of fell out of my mind for a long while. And when I was putting my business together in January and filing for my LLC, I, for some reason, thought about Pilates Style Magazine and I ended up subscribing to it right then. Pilates Style Magazine is a bi-monthly publication, so you're getting it once every two months. It comes in a paper version and a digital version, and then a paper and digital version, if that's what you're into. I really like it because social media and Facebook and YouTube and anything where we're curating our content can become a little bit of an echo chamber, and you don't always get new things in your little echo chamber if everyone's already you know, doing the same things, right? So I really like Pilates Style Magazine because even though it happens slower than social media, right, once every two months, it's introduced me to a lot of fantastic teachers and a lot of fantastic goings on in the Pilates world that either didn't touch my corner of the universe or weren't even on my radar as things that were going on. There are more in-depth articles in the magazine, as well as portraits of teachers, both very well-known teachers and teachers that you may not know. Lots of familiar faces, several teachers who have been interviewed on this podcast appear in Pilates Style Magazine. And also new people, like I said, that you may not have heard of that you really should follow and you should pay attention to that are doing really incredible stuff in the Pilates world. So I love it for the teacher spotlights. You may also love the question and answer sessions. They have, you know, Q&A with really experienced teachers like Catherine Ross Nash. I like that the magazine isn't shying away from difficult conversations about racism in the Pilates industry, about sexual harassment in the Pilates industry, and really talking about the effects of discrimination and combating discrimination in a lot of ways. I appreciate that the magazine offers perspectives that maybe I haven't thought of or maybe aren't my experience. And so anytime that I can see from another perspective, that's going to make me a better teacher. At least that's my reasoning. I also really love a bit that they do where they talk about Pilates for another activity, whether it's painting or water skiing or bowling or this issue that just came out was Pilates and self-defense. 
And I think that, especially when we talk about Pilates as a functional movement, the fact that you can see these crossovers into lots of different things is really useful in terms of connecting with your students and also connecting Pilates with the other things that you love to do. One last thing I'm going to share about this particular episode of Pilates Style is they did a feature of a new book that just came out, and it's definitely the next book on my Pilates reading list about the history of Carola Trier, who's the first woman to own a Pilates studio. And that's already amazing. And her story is even more harrowing and exciting and incredible than just that. Trier was a German Jewish woman who was born in 1913. She was born in Germany and she made her living as a dancer. When in Germany, Jewish people were not being hired anymore. You know, she went to France and was dancing. And when World War II broke out, she was imprisoned as a prisoner of war in France for the duration of World War II until France was invaded by Germany and her camp was liberated by Germans, which is just wow. Eventually, after World War II, she was able to immigrate to the United States where she worked as a dancer in New York City. And after an injury, her physical therapist sent her to Joseph Pilates. She started working with him in 47 or 48 and then opened her own studio. That's, of course, like the very tip of the iceberg. The full book is called Carola Trier, The First Woman to Open a Pilates Studio by Rainer Grutenhus. I am butchering his name. I am sorry. But there is a full-length book. It is available on Amazon and Kindle. So that is the next thing that I am going to be looking at. I didn't think of myself as a history buff, but I'm really interested in the origins of Pilates, how it got to be where it is now. So that's definitely going to be something I'm looking at and uh, going over next. I'd love to hear from you. Where do you find inspiration for your teaching, the ideas that I cover today, whether you're looking to colleagues at the studios that you teach at, on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Pilates Anytime is another resource and also this new edition, but really worthwhile edition, I think, Pilates Style Magazine are ways that I get inspiration. But yeah, where do you look when you're not sure what to teach or what to explore or when you just want to be taught instead of teaching for a change? Let me know on Instagram or send me an email. I'd like to give a huge thank you to all my supporters on Buy Me a Coffee. Thank you so much for visiting the page and donating to support the podcast and the work that I'm doing. I appreciate you so much. I hope you have an excellent week and I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to this week's chapter of Pilates Teacher's Manual, your guide to becoming a great Pilates teacher. Check out the podcast Instagram at Pilates Teacher's Manual and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. For more Pilates goodness, check out my other podcast, Pilates Student's Manual, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. The adventure continues. Until next time.